Good evening, boys and girls, no matter where in the world you might be. It's Thursday, aka Friday Junior. Welcome to another live edition of the Highbury Squad. Indeed, please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. You have arrived at your destination. Please leave the train in an orderly fashion. And of course, mind the gap on your way out. Here we are. Super Kev, Super Kevin Campbell returns to the big show. How's it going, Super Kev? Yeah, good, thanks, Ulf. Very good. I'm looking forward to, to, to this, although we've had two injuries. We'd have two injuries. So tonight's uh, star players um, are officially out. Um, David Hillier is super sick. God bless him. Um, send your well wishes his way. Um, hope he's okay. And Andrew um, has had a little bit of a, a family emergency. And we all know, Kev, uh, above and beyond anything, health and family always come first, no 100%. matter what. 100%, 100%. So we send we, our good... We wish everybody and best wishes to them. Yes. So Arsblog and uh, Hillsy will be back with us next week. They send all of their well wishes to every single squaddy and everyone in chat, and they apologize for not... It's been one of those weeks, Kev, you know? It has, yes, it has. It has, you know, injuries and, and, and stuff have, have robbed us of star players yes haven't they? they've robbed the squad of <laughs> star have. players but we've had to get through it yeah and <clears throat> it's thursday it's thursday it's friday junior and here we are so this has turned out to be a spontaneous football conversation you know at first i thought Arsblog and hills are ducking out of their homework kev but it turns out not to be. Um, they'll enjoy that one, that's for sure. So I'm going to hand it over to you. It's a spontaneous football conversation, and you saw it as an opportunity to maybe highlight a couple of very important bits. Yeah, I, I wanted to highlight to 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 you and the squaddies, self about the about the the gap that is between us where we are right now and getting to the top. If we're mm. the Arsenal. We've got to want to be the best. Mm. Now, how big is that gap? And how do we address it? Because mm. I think it's really important kind of to have a plan and a roadmap. Not only, not only internal, but us fans. Us mm -hmm. fans need, need to understand what's going on. We are, let's be honest, Sophie. We haven't been at the top for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in our eyes, it's a bit too long, right? So we can argue about this player, that player, and the other, but the club's vision hasn't been being the best. So this, to me, becomes something that is above and beyond transfers. You know, this becomes, to me, well, it's about... It's small part, isn't it? The transfers is a small part. It's a small of part. I think what you're talking about is the part where we spoke about a lot last season, which is rebuilding our DNA and our culture, our identity, yeah. you know, because we've completely lost that. I think some Arsenal fans think we're Arsenal 2.0 
from the time we moved to the Emirates, Kev, we became a different kind of club, the different, a different Arsenal to the one you played for and that you were around. Um, and I, I think that's just been one of the toughest parts for Arsenal fans who experienced a lot of that success. And I think even for new fans who've embraced the history and understand what it is to be an Arsenal supporter, understand what Arsenal Football Club has meant to not only Division One, the Premier League, European football. Um, I was watching Lakonga's video, um, you know, yesterday, and he was asked, why did you decide to join the Arsenal? And he said, because it's a big club. It's a historical club. Um, it's had some great players uh, play, play for it. And I think that's the part that people tend to forget, Kev, is that they're mistaking being a very poor Premier League team for the last few years with still being a big club. Because for me, Liverpool Football Club, even though they hadn't won the league for 30 years, they were still a big club. They're still the mighty Liverpool. Of course. That doesn't change, right? And yes, they won a Champions League and they got to uh, uh they were they they almost got to repeat that that Champions League win, Kev. And then down the road they won the league with Klopp and and the Champions League as well. But even Manchester United, you know. Sir Alex Ferguson left in the wilderness. Mourinho comes, they win a Europa League and a League Cup. League Cup. But even though they haven't won the Premier League for how many years now, Kev? They're still might. They're still the mighty Manchester United, the Red Devils. That doesn't of change. Of course. So for me, that's how I've been able to move myself forward in that Liverpool have gone through a transition. Man United have gone through a transition. Chelsea and City, new money, right? They weren't Man City. No, uh, no uh, yeah, they they uh, they they short circuit it, don't yeah. they? Um, and nothing. I don't say City are a, are a small club doing big things. There's a difference. They're winning everything. They're getting to Champions League final. They didn't win that, but Kev, they're still a small club. They can't sell their home Champions League games. Mm. So let's not blur the lines and mistake what the reality is. City are growing. They're going to get bigger. They're going to get more fandom. They're going to have more fans join them internationally. You know, they're grasping new fans. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest concern for the Arsenal, Kev, is we've got sustainability, but are new fans being drawn to us? Because as we know, new fans, they gravitate to winning teams. 100%. 100%. And, and that's that's why I brought this topic up today, mm -hmm. because I think it's so important that we all understand what's going on. It's, it's, that's why I truly believe Mikel Arteta was given the job. Because let's be honest, Arsenal could have gone out and, and got much, many more experienced managers because <laughs> Mikel Arteta had no experience. Mm -hmm. But the rot had already set in into, into the football club and change had to come. And not necessarily an experienced manager will actually change the culture. The, uh, an experienced manager needs the money to, to be able to win. But that doesn't mean the culture is going to change. Unai Emery fell foul to that. Yes. And he tried, but he didn't he tried have... very hard and he, he's a he... capable manager. Correct. And um, we saw that um, against us in the Europa League, a competition where some some managers, Kev, are also really great at certain things. 
there's no doubt Unai is great at winning the Europa League, mm. right? But in terms of maybe coming in and really changing the Arsenal, I don't think the club were quite ready for that. And a little bit like Sir Alex Ferguson, Kev, leaving, David Moyes had a thankless task. Impossible. The first manager to replace Sir Alex or Arson, that it was an uphill battle. How do you come in and fill those shoes? Well, Sophie, the first things first is they're champions. Mm -hmm. Okay? Don't forget, when David Moyes went to Manchester United, they were champions. But what does he do? He changes all the backroom staff. Right. The players don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. So straight away, it's a learning process. When you're winning, you want to keep things as uniformed as possible. That's what winners do. And you add certain bits to that winning formula, but the, 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 the boat, the car keeps rolling. The juggernaut mm -hmm. keeps rolling. But the moment you take out the engine and the, and the staff and you're starting to put a different engine in, all of a sudden you don't know the problems. Especially in football where players are creatures of habit. Right. That's a really tricky thing to deal with, isn't it? When, you know, nobody really likes, not a lot of people like change, Kev. Not a lot of people can embrace change. We don't. Uh, Arsenal <laughs> fans don't. I can tell you that much. Well, I wanted to put this comment up for you from Al Carp as we're talking because um, I liked it. And a couple of squaddies kind of jumped in on it. We've been re rebuilding for a while. When we're about to lay the final brick, someone takes our chimney. I thought that was a really interesting analogy. Um, what I would I, ask, what I would say, Soph, Final brick? Where? Where's the final brick been? Because there's been opportunities for us, as we know, to win the title if we'd addressed some of the problems. Mm -hmm. But we never addressed the problem. So that ain't about laying the last brick. That's about building, helping build something. We're nowhere near the last brick. Mm -hmm. And I've been nowhere near the last brick for 17 years. Well, this one's interesting too from Yannis. Um, what happens when the source from the early 2000s fades? Our ability to buy promising talent because they looked up to Thierry Henry, et cetera, that won't last forever. And that's the Salabas of the world, the Pepes of the world, Lacazette's. Even though he's a little bit older, he was enticed, of course, to Arsenal because of all of the French legends like Perez and Henri and Vieira um, that came to play there, Kev. It's a really good point, which is but, why... But I disagree with that. Okay. Arsenal will always be Arsenal. The, the history will always go before... The, the, the Would always go before a player. And the player, it's up to the player to work out if he wants to get on board and be a part of this football club. Mm -hmm. That's so, so important. Yeah, because there are greats that have, have, have preceded you. But mm -hmm. you know, the good ones, the good ones come and say, I want to be on a pedestal like them guys. Well, people still remember you and Wrighty and Smudger and Dixon and Tony Adams and, you know. Um, the generations. The generations. The different generations. 
And and of course, we see like Saka and the Halen boys learning about, you know, whether it's Rocky, you know, you guys that came through the ranks and stuff like that. The club does a really good job of educating, especially the academy players who are coming through. Yeah. Um, I wanted to put this one up from Osteoman. Um, people forget that any club's name is built over hundreds of years and the amount of trophies and any success, uh, a success any club has achieved over that period of time. You know, sports is about winning, Kev, mm -hmm. but the instant gratification, not only in sports today, but life, you got to have it now. It's got to be today. It can't be tomorrow. It's not enough. It's a pandemic in itself this instant gratification need, isn't it? Of course it is. But 17 years for a title, so... It's a long time. It's a long time. And you know what? People are fed up. But that's why I want to bring up the gap, because are we doing everything or have we done everything in the past? It seems like now, all of a sudden, we're starting to get our head on straight. Mm -hmm. But what about we the previous years? That's my point, you see, Solf. What about the previous years? Why wasn't we thinking of building in the previous years? I, I guess um, I'll answer that. And I'll put this up from James. Good evening, Sophie and Casey. I love when you talk candidly on the spur of the moment like this in response to what you're discussing now. I see small changes with recruitment I really like. Mm -hmm. And I think he's right. And you know why, Kev? is because there are different people making the decisions now. I've been part of, you know, big film companies mm -hmm. where you're making certain movies, you've got certain talent, and maybe that doesn't work and it fails. And other executives come in to run the business. They're making different films now, more exciting talent. They don't have yes men, you know, mm -hmm. who are answering to the powers that be. And I think as much as people want to criticize Adu especially, I do think that we're seeing a more ruthless way of doing business, Kev, but at the same time, we're also not accepting how maybe people have taken advantage of us in the past. And that's the part I'd like fans to kind of get over because do you know how I, – I, do you think people know how really hard it is to have to swallow your pride as a club and get rid of Ozil and Mustafi and Socrates and, you know, all of these players for nothing. It's embarrassing. Big time. Big time it's embarrassing. It's, it's, it, listen, let me tell you something. This is the problem when you are at a big club who are wallowing. This mm -hmm. is the problem because players come in, good players, great players, but you don't get over the line. There comes mm -hmm. a time where you have to, you have to revamp the, 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 the playing squad. And when you do that, when you revamp the playing squad, but you've got difficult players then to get rid of. And, you, and in the end, you have to bite the bullet. And you know what? We've heard about Arsenal wanting to be the best and wanting to dine at the top table and all that kind of... And like I keep saying, we were sent down the river without a paddle. 
So I want to I want to put up a couple comments because they follow one from the other. And thanks to everyone in in live chat, two hundred and forty plus of you. I know you were expecting Ask Blog and David Hillier tonight, but unfortunately, Hit the like button. <laughs> Life happens and they can't be with us this evening and um, they'll be back next week. Zamir says, we weren't building in the previous years because we were accomplishing the owner's goals, which is top four and being profitable. That's where we will always peak under the Cronkies. There's a lot to be said about this, Kev, because not only was that a model that they sold to us fans and we embraced it for many years, but it was one that Cab says Wenger sold to us and embraced himself. I don't believe for a second Wenger started off every season thinking we'll be happy finishing top four. Can you take me into the mind as a player with your manager? There's no, it, he at the beginning of the season, is he not thinking we can win the Premier League? Is he not selling that to his players, Kev? Well, yeah, but here's the thing, Soph. As a player, you know. You know where the gaps are. Mm. We spoke to Jack Wiltshire. You know, we, it's either you address those problems and you bring in the right players to help you get over those problems or you really work on your minuses, your weaknesses as a football team. Because you know, Sophie, if you're not good at reading and there's a lot of reading that has to be done, you've got to brush up on your reading if that's a part of your job. Our problem was, as Jack Wiltshire quite rightly said, it was the transition. On the transition when they attacked and lost the ball, they weren't good at getting into shape and all that kind of thing. So why didn't they? Why didn't they work at it? Why didn't they, Kev? Be because, because you know why? Because I believe they're not good enough. They're good enough going one way, Sophie. But in modern football, or in any football, you have to be good both ways. If you're going to be at the top, you've got to be good both ways. We've seen, look at, look at the teams who have won the league of late. Man City, Excellent going forward. Excellent when the when they lose the ball. Mm -hmm. Liverpool, excellent, relentless going forward, and they trap you for fun mm -hmm. in defense. Manchester United when they're at their best, they were they were very good. They were kind of counter attacking style at times as well. You know, they would trap you, they would break on you, and they would finish you but they could defend because they're the right players. Arsenal, did we have the right players? We had good players, but were they the right players? They were lazy players, Kev. They didn't want, they didn't to, do want the to do the hard work. They loved the pizzazz of our champagne football and going forward. But you've said on this show, even though you are a supporter of Mikel Arteta, one of the mm -hmm. biggest things you said last year and you criticised him for is he's got to make us better when we don't have the ball. And this has become a very important factor, 100% correct, to be successful in the Premier League. You've got to be as good off the ball as you are on the ball. And we've been poor off the ball 
for a long time. So we saw Wenger didn't want to embrace bringing in players that maybe had that part of the history with the club. We saw he had specific players. Mm -hmm. They felt like yes men to me. I don't mean to be disrespectful at all. And I, I've got the utmost respect for Steve Bold and Perez and Freddie and these players. But I've been in a position where I've worked for a boss that doesn't want to hear it. It's their way or the highway. And if you want a job and you want to keep your job, you also have to toe the line. You zip it. Yeah. And that's the part that I found very difficult. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson was very good, wasn't he, with his assistants? He mixed and matched. He had McLaren, successful period. Brian Kidd, successful period. Carlos Quiroz, successful period. You know, he he moved with the times. He moved with the modern game. I think Wenger changed the game and made it modern, mm -hmm. but then he couldn't evolve himself. I don't know what I don't, I can't. Here's, here's the right thing about here Wenger. what I want to say. Here's the thing about Wenger. I think with Wenger, Sophie, it works the opposite. Mm. Because he changed the game so much, free-flowing football, etc. he needed a bit of the George Graham in it in the end to make it win because other teams started getting better offensively. And what does that do? That shows up our weaknesses mm -hmm. because then they're good, but they're better. They're good, but they're better at defending than us. So what happens? We end up getting stuffed. This is where I support Arteta's um, strategy when it comes to Yes, I want talented players. Yes, I want as best players as we can buy. But my player's DNA has to have this check mark, this, this, and this. And I do see that in him. Like I said, I've been very critical of him, but I do give him credit where it's due, Kev, as mm -hmm. you know. And this is one area, I think, where why Gwenduzi is out, why he's not sure on Saliba. You know, but then he embraces like and keeps playing Willian, who doesn't seem to check the boxes. But I think that's because we made such a massive investment in him. It was embarrassing and we had to try and fit it in, fit him in to make it work. Right. Um, at the beginning, he kept choosing Mustafi and Kalasinac, but I think he had to go through the process himself to understand. Okay, find him out. You know, he had to find them out. Right. That's the problem, you see, so. He had to find players out because at the end of the day, he was working against Arsenal <laughs> before he came. Mm -hmm. Look, we, we played, do you remember? We played them in the cup final and then we played them at the Emirates and they wiped the floor with us both times. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those players that he inherited were playing in those games. So he knows what type of players they are. Mm -hmm. But he's thinking, okay, let me work with them and see, because some might just step up. Unfortunately, none of them really stepped up. Do you know, Kev, you bring up a really good point. I wanted to put Robert's comment up here because this whole debacle was indicative of what a I think this is when we became a real joke mm. to opposing fans and the media. Suarez was there for the taking. He wanted to, they were, he wanted to come to the Arsenal. And imagine the team we would have had when, if he'd have signed, 
in terms of attacking football, there, I mean, we, we, I say, and I would say this, and I think a lot of Arsenal fans would say this, we were going to be up there with the best of them. Yeah. Um, in Europe, <laughs> by the way. Right. But the plus one pound thing has hindered Arsenal. This bullshit type of stuff. Cheap. And I think that's where there's mistrust with the fans now because Edu and Arteta haven't had that turnkey time to prove Arsenal fans that they're doing a good job and the right thing because you can't change. Look, 17 years since winning the league, but easily 10 years since being really off in the Premier League and doing bad business. Would you agree, Kev? Like, yeah, I, I agree. I so agree. It's, it's very hard to change a culture and a mentality when the club's been become institutionalized in certain ways. Yeah, but there's only one way they can do that, Soph. That they can't rely on the fan base to believe in them when they haven't proven it. All they can do is do, do the work. That's all they can do. And again, I, I just think Arsenal fans are so fed up that they're they're against they throw in you throwing enough crap at the wall and seeing if enough sticks mm -hmm. but let's let's be honest and look at the the truth of the matter there's a lot of work that needs to be done to to start to bridge this gap there's a lot of work what do you think because i take the owners out of this scenario and you know why kev because we can't change that no, I, I've, I, in my own personal life, you know, I always, one of my personal favorite sayings is I only use the rear view mirror to check my lipstick, right? I can't change shit that's happened and I can't change shit that is, you know, is, is, is unchangeable if that's even a word, um, because you can't harp on about that stuff. So what I park them. How are Arteta and Adu going to build the trust with the fact? Because it's down to them too, this season especially. You can't be going in for Ramsdale at 30 million and think you're going to build trust. You, you, you can't. Well here's, the, well, here's the thing. And this is important now. Not every time we're going to get it right and not every time they're going to get it right, okay? Mm-hmm. If they see something in this Ramsdale that we don't, we've said it before, on their head be it. But what they have to do, Soph, they, they have to be strong in their convictions. And do you know what? I will say this. When I play, I don't care what the fan base said. For me, it's about winning and winning as a team. Because you know what, Soph? Winning cures everything. Does. When, when we win, it makes the day bright. You could have had the crappiest day. Arsenal win. Yeah, you're right. But you could have had the greatest day in Arsenal lose. And it messes up your day. It messes up your weekend. And all that type of thing. So... Fans will have their opinion and everybody's right. They have their opinion. Listen, I think this and I, I don't think that or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
But Arteta and Edu, you see what they've they've, they've been doing since January. They've been trying to get the, the, the wrong ones out. They've been trying to build this, this younger, more vibrant team. They want a team who is going to be aggressive mm -hmm. and better in the transition and better defensively. Not only at the back, Sophie, but through the midfield. I think that is key as well. That engine room, if we get that right, I tell you, Ben White will probably get announced tomorrow or whenever. He'll join. He'll, he'll make us better at the back. But if we get that engine room right, the defence is going to be even more solid. You know why? Because many many teams ain't going to penetrate us. I, I agree with what you're saying because the FA Cup win, the euphoria when it was a manager, a new manager, an ex-captain of the team coming in, managing a team, winning the FA Cup. The the happiness, the joy, the belief, that right? Feeling. That oh feeling my God. was phenomenal, right? But here's the problem, Kev. And this is where, where I park the owners. It's someone here in the middle convincing them or making it happen because we've won 14 the whole city FA Cup, the Aston Villa FA Cup, the Chelsea FA Cup, the Chelsea again FA Cup, right? What the club then does, it tries to tell the fans and tell us all, we've got a squad now that can challenge for the Premier League. Whoa. Who said that? They, The PR machine tells us that. As fans, I, that's I, what I've soaked up. I, I don't think so. Do you know what I think, Soph? I think because we win silverware, all of a sudden we think it's just going to kick on the next season. And it never works that way. Because, why? Because the fundamentals of this team are all wrong. Mm -hmm. Arsenal in transition, Arsenal off the ball, still are not good enough. Unless you get good off the ball and in transition... You cannot win this league. So what? So that's the the point is is that again, if we leave ourselves short to your point, if we do not address the things that you're saying, we are once again in a position where we've gone. If it's going to be fifty million for Ben White, what's the point in getting Ben White for fifty million if you're not going to get Thomas Party? the partner. partner in crime that he needs. That's what you're saying, isn't it, Kev? Well, yes, to I am. To some extent. That's what no, I'm no, saying. No, no, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. But the key point is this, you see, Sophie. The reason why Arteta, and people say, oh, Ben White's too expensive. No, he's not too expensive. Because let me tell you something. He is going to improve immensely at Arsenal. He's going to make us a better team. Why? Because his, his distribution is so much better from the back. Mm -hmm. We were relying on Thomas Partey going two or three yards away from the centre-halves and having to play outside our own box. And you know, people panic. Ben White is comfortable enough to be on the ball. Gabriel's comfortable enough on the ball to be able to get those passes zipped into midfield and get those passes zipped into our number 10 and front boys. Mm -hmm. Quicker. 
You know, um, someone said uh, in our chat yesterday, um, good evening, Jamaica, Slovakia, India, no matter where in the world you are, Jimmy thanks Man so much for joining us. Remember the rules of the show. There's over 360 of you in live, live chat right now. If you hate Tottenham, tell them, Kev. We Listen, we need minimum 180 likes. That's minimum. <laughs> we're, we're going for 50%. So minimum 180. Come on, guys. It's either you're a spud or you hit the like button. Exactly. Uh, because otherwise, this is going to happen. And you know the rules. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> um, so, so Kev. Yeah. Um, we were talking to a Leeds United season ticket holder today, mm -hmm. uh, you and I, and the way that this and he's been following Leeds forever. Yeah. Been a season ticket holder Le his whole Leeds life. Daft, Leeds Absolutely. Daft. And the way he was talking about Ben White, I wish Arsenal fans could hear someone like him talk about the quality and the value of Ben White. And I know that you, when you were covering the game for a variety of networks, you've seen a lot of Ben White. Mm -hmm. You saw him in the championship as well as playing for Brighton um, as well last season. You know, <sighs> he to me is... A uh, uber upgrade on anything we have, and the way Leeds fans talk about him in the sense that he's going to be pushing for that England spot in this in the next World Cup, he could well be starting. And we've got we've got those kinds of players, Kev. Like hopefully it will come to fruition. Ben White, ESR, Saka, Tierney. You've got Martinelli, who's a future star for Brazil. You've got Thomas Party in the middle of the park there. This is a major, major upgrade. This is the kind of stuff you're talking about, isn't it? 100%, Sophie. Look, at the end of the day, our defence was better last season, but our attack was poor. Mm -hmm. And you know something? A lot of fans think, why are we spending 50 million at the back when we should be concentrating on the attack? But if you cannot get the ball from the back to the attack, that's why you're going to struggle. And that's what happened a lot to us last season. Um, Mikel Arteta is making sure he's got the personnel to progress that ball from the back through the midfield or to bypass the midfield and get it to our more dangerous players up the pitch. Whether it's from straight from position from possession from the goalkeeper or through transition where we intercept and then we move. What do you say to fans like um, Adekunle here who a lot of complaints about Gabriel not being good on the ball, right? But we see partnerships form. We've never had a partnership for him. He's never settled. It's either Mari, it's either David Luiz, it's Rob Holding, it's we're playing X at the back, we're playing Y at the back, we're playing I, this formation. So, honestly, there's nothing wrong with Gabriel on the ball. I, I, I mean, there's nothing I, wrong with him on the ball. Again, they're all saying he's not comfortable to play out the ball. Do you think that's a fair statement? No, no, I don't. I think he's more than comfortable playing the ball out. Our problem is we haven't got the midfield. Mm -hmm. And when you haven't got the midfield, you're reluctant to give it into midfield a lot of the time. Why? Because... <laughs> Sometimes the ball keeps coming back, but you know, the person bringing the ball back is in a different color jersey. 
You've brought up such a great, I love, and I agree with JJ. Um, I love these spontaneous discussions that we have. Um, I said to you, like, we'll just go on half hour, have a chat. But now you've opened up Pandora's box, Mr. Super Kevin Campbell, because um, it is such an important fundamental conversation about the type of team we can be versus the team we have been and then the team we've accepted being, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I think sometimes, yes, we can be hard on players, you know. Yes, you know, we can criticize players, but at the same time, if they're set up to fail, then what do we expect? Like Thomas Part, he's a rock star at Atletico Madrid. Why do you think we haven't seen the best of him at Arsenal? He needs the team. Right. The team around him. You you get the team, you get the team around that 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 player, Thomas Partey. Well, I think you can see his qualities. You could see how good he is. Trust me, he's got other levels, mm -hmm. but he needs the players around him. He really so, does. So this is why you have been adamant, even though you, you're very good at supporting players who pull on the shirt because you've done that, right? And it's mm -hmm. you've got to support the players. And yes, we're critical of them. But one of the reasons why perhaps it's been poor is when you have like Rob Holding at the back and no disrespect to Rob Holding and then you've got Xhaka or Elneny in midfield. I don't know what fans expect in terms of wanting to play the type of football that they think we can play versus the kind of football we're actually only capable of playing because of the personnel. So for how many years now you've had everything that's running through that midfield go through mm -hmm. players like a Xhaka or an Elneny or you know, whoever is in that position. And this could just kind of like the penny drops in terms of what you're talking about and realizing, okay, hold on a second, sideways, backwards, sideways, backwards. There's a reason for that. So you think about this. Arsenal, a vibrant Arsenal, didn't even win the league. And we had Santa Cazola, Fabregas, Ramsey. We were scoring goals from midfield. We had quality. We could move the ball through midfield. We had players who could pick the ball up and run with it but the balance wasn't right in the big games the balance wasn't right why because in transition we weren't strong enough so we weren't strong enough but that doesn't have anything to d do with and help me i'm gonna play you know dumb tactical fan right now right of kev of course wenger unaya and arteta Three and even maybe Freddie is sandwiched in between that, right? When he took over, similar results with certain players. Or, but the only one who's changing things, mm -hmm. well, hold on, let me tell a lie. Emery tried to start to change things a bit, but there was mutiny. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, he lost his job. Arteta is changing the landscape because he knows what he needs. I've said this from day one. He knows what he wants. It's a matter of getting there. As an Arsenal fan, you're an Arsenal fan. We've got Arsenal fans listening in. We want a team who we can trust. And when the going gets tough, Sophie, we want a team that are going to stand up and be counted. Do you know what I'd love this season? I'd love a right few one nils to the Arsenal. That's what I would love. To I would, see. I would accept that. I home, would 
and away. One nil, one nil, one nil. Give me up a few good one nil wins. I would you know what that. that tells us? We're, we're tougher mentally. Yeah. We're moving in the right direction. We're tougher mentally. And we're sorting out our transition when we lose the ball. This is so important. How how do you explain then with the players he had? Maybe you could argue, did he have as good a players? How does Emery go on a 22-game unbeaten run with some of these players? How how did we how did we do that, Kev? No, we can do that. We can do that. Remember, there was fans in the stadium and all that kind of thing. We can do that because the team are good players. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest, Sophie. When it really matters, what happened to us? The, men the mental. The mental, like the minute we face adversity, we don't know how to deal with it. And, and we didn't. And Wenger couldn't deal with it towards the end. Unaya, unfortunately, caved and was bullied out of his job. And Freddie was just a stopgap. And Arteta has come in and clearly has been given assurances that Emery didn't get, saying, do what you have to do. We'll back mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Because it... Probably one of the things Mikel said, listen, if I'm Mikel Arteta and I'm speaking to Arsenal to try and take over as manager, one of the first things I'm saying is I need, I need to rip that dressing room apart mm -hmm. because the way they are, they cannot win. You cannot win. Do you think Arteta's a stopgap to get us plateaued and back? Or do you think if he does get us back, the job's his, like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? I feel like we're following that model of United, Kev. You know, um, they've been through more managers than us. And they had two world-renowned winningest managers in Van Gaal and in Jose Mourinho. And then they settled for an ex-legendary player. Now, Arteta is not a legendary Arsenal player. I'm sorry, he's not. He's a good Arsenal He was a player. very good Arsenal player with, and, and, yeah. and a nice captain, right? Mm -hmm. um, helped us win the FA Cup for sure as a player and, of course, as a manager. But I feel like Man United fans, a lot of them wanted, wanted Ole gone and were very critical of him. And I, I would argue that Manchester United had more at stake than us, and I could see and feel their pain wanting him replaced, right? Mm -hmm. you, you're talking night and day when it comes to what they've won compared to us in terms of Premier League titles, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, but even Jose won a Europa League and a League Cup with, a, you could say, an average Manchester United team, but they still had Zlatan, Pogba. They still had all these players. Well, look at the squad they got, yeah. Yeah, and, and now um, they've stuck with him. They were in the bottom half of the table two seasons ago. Mm -hmm. He's now gotten them to second. He got them to a European final, but he's kind of lost his finals and his opportunities to win trophies. They're giving him much more ammo this offseason. I mean, Varane and Sancho already, forget about it, how they elevate that team. Yeah. Right, Kev? Yeah. They're going so, to go close this season. Let's have it right. <laughs> so I'm not comparing the clubs. I'm, I'm, I am comparing, though, the, tr the potential trajectory of Arteta with Ole. The difference is, is are our owners going to back Arteta the same way the United owners are backing Ole right now? 
well, don't forget, so we're, we're, the, the point of today was to talk about the gap with the top. Manchester United have had their bumps, mm -hmm. but they have always invested in that squad. Always. Mm -hmm. And Mourinho finished second, Ole finished second. Mm -hmm. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's back. Do you look at the squad they've got? Oh, it's, 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 it's a super squad. Mm -hmm. You look at Arsenal's squad. Arsenal have been carried by youngsters. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not the same and it's not, in a sense, I know football isn't fair, so I know that. But you do need the personnel to be able to compete. All of a sudden, we said, end of last season, this summer is so important for Arsenal. Not just Arteta. Because if Arteta does well, he moves on. If he doesn't do well, so he loses his job. Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, it's too... But the, issue, but the issues are still there. That's my point. The issues are still there. We're still needing to build because we do not have the horses. But when he's had the choices, I want to put Ayan's comment up. When he had the opportunities, he's had some misses. I mean, Mari, we don't know yet. I mean, pace-wise, he's not built for the Premier League uh, to play every game. He's going to play. Done all right. He's, he's done. done all he's right. going to play specific games. Cedric, Gabriel, Party, um, I think, are good buys. Uh, Willian is I a bust. Hasn't worked out. Has not worked out. Runnison did not work out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we're if we're going to be fair. And um, Ben White, we're holding until it's official. Uh, Tavares looks like a very capable young player. And uh, uh, Lukongo looks like he could be in good. the top five signings of good. the season if he, he carries on he looks the, good. The, way, the way he is. So with all this said, Kev, um, is it a case of us? And I, I, I bring this from my perspective and everyone in chat can let me know what they think. Is it a case of us having to accept, you know, how sometimes, you know, like I've talked about this before, you're in a relationship, but then sometimes you have to accept, well, you know, my partner's not going to be this way or when he's not, they're not going to do this or this or this. Is it a case of accepting Arsenal for who they are now and stop comparing the now well, to what we were? That's the toughest part for me as a fan. Yeah, it is. But again, Arsenal fans have been spoiled and it's a curse as well because Arsenal fans know what it feels like, knows what it looks like mm -hmm. to see the team go out there, to go up to the Emirates or go up to Highbury with a swag and know my team got me today. My team have got me today. Mm -hmm. It's important. But our, our, our problem has been we haven't had that for years. We've had teams who are capable of winning games. But you know that swagger? We haven't got that swagger anymore. And that swagger comes with being the best or trying to be the best. Mm -hmm. Arsenal haven't been that, that club anymore. They haven't. And now Arteta has been given the reins to try and turn the ship around and get it moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. That's what we've got to do. And yeah, he's got some wonderful young players who can help, but we need our experienced players to step up and we need to fix 
certain things in our team. And I tell you what, if we can get a right back and get that a couple of midfielders in, that goes a long way, obviously, with Ben White. That goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Leno could be in goal. Mm -hmm. But that goes, to me, that goes a long way into our re-emergence. And how I think we're we'll be how, a lot better. And how we're going to play, yeah. like you said, being able to do the fundamentals that have escaped us for so, so long. Sophie, do you know, when I was in the youth team, mm -hmm. I had to clean toilets, clean the baths, clean the boots, clean the dressing rooms, clean the, clean the corridors, shovel the snow. I didn't mm -hmm. like it, but I had to do it. Mm -hmm. Arsenal have to learn how to do the ugly things well. And because, you see, when you've done the dressing rooms and when you've done the, the shovel the snow, you had to get, before you could even leave, Pat Rice or Tony Donnelly or Vic Akers or any one of them had to say, yeah, it's good enough. Because if it weren't good enough, so, mm -hmm. you had to do it again. Mm -hmm. Why? That's the standards. Arsenal had the standards. Mm -hmm. But the standards have dropped. Now we need to get them back because why were we so consistent for such a long time? Because the standards were so high. And our standards dropped. Dropped. And, and it's doing the ugly things really well. We've got to do that. Well, you know, I, I, I concur. And I, I'm, a, I'm a bit old school. I wish that young players coming in, academy players, still clean boots. I, I do. Uh, Frank Lampard talked about this a lot, didn't he? He wishes yeah. that he could have brought that back. Um, and it's not a derogatory thing. It's a learning thing. It's the same thing as someone, you know, you don't, this is the instant gratification part, Kev. As, as, a, as, as the squaddies go, it's earning your stripes. Yep. It really is earning your stripes. You earn your stripes mm -hmm. in whatever business. But listen, being a young girl who went into to, to big corporation that you went into, oh. you, you weren't working where you were. You were doing the horrible jobs. To I was making with. tea. My first Eggs. job at 20th Century Fox, I just wanted to get my foot in the door. And I can't, I can't tell you how many cups of tea I made in a day, Kev. And that's I mean, it. You know. And you, ha you, you had to work out. He likes his tea bag in a little bit longer. They don't like a, they only like a little bit of milk. He likes a couple of sugars. Yeah. Da -de -da -de. You've got to learn your environment. And that's what doing those jobs do. And mm -hmm. because you know what? When you elevate and you push in to be a professional, you've earned it. A hundred percent. I learned my lesson when I made Daniel Day-Lewis tea in a Millwall cup. It was the only one in the office, Kev. <laughs> he was, wasn't, was not happy with me for serving Of course it. he wanted an Arsenal cup. Of course he did. <laughs> um, but it's so true. It's like, that's why, you know, um, with young people in my team and, and stuff, you know, my, my approach, you've got to... <sighs> This is why the Ozils of the world and the Kalasinaches and the Mustafis and, you know, this whole enabling culture, it's very hard to get rid of that once it seeps in, Kevin. It's and those players are the biggest players, kind mm -hmm. of, you know. Mm -hmm. Mesut Ozil was the biggest player. Mm -hmm. But he flipped the switch. It was all about really him 
And it wasn't about, it was one-way football. Now, I still think and I still would say Arsene Wenger set him up to fail because he didn't get the, the ball-playing midfielder who, who's tough on the transition, who could be there and, and tough it out with anybody in the transition. So we were fantastic going forward. And then we come up against a Manchester United who were very good on the counter-attack and they had to start picking us apart. Why? Because we didn't have that mentality in the team, that dog, that tough person who say, right, you sit there and I'm going to sit here and let those boys go forward. And when it pops out, I'm breaking it up. Totally. And one of the things um, that I've said to you, why I wanted Sergio Ramos, who I just wanted just because in case he was bored and he fancied a challenge, right? Of course, he wants to play in the Champions League. But I'd like a little shithousery in our team. I, I, I think Kieran Tierney has that in a very mm -hmm. understated way. You know, he does it in a very clever way. We and we, we need another one in midfield, you know. We, we definitely need that. And Kev, I want to ask you this before we, we go, because you brought up a great subject tonight. Um, you know, we talk about the modern day player and mentally, there are a lot of players that are, they want the warm and the fuzzy and they don't like the Mourinho style of managing and they're, you know, they want their arms around them. And Arteta def definitely seems like, even though he's still young himself, he's about to turn 40. He's, he doesn't suffer falls, which is kind of what I like about him. But I also think he needs to be, be, a, be a bit fairer when he's assessing the characters and the personalities. But how does Pep like get what he gets out of his players season after season when they're modern day players? A lot of them like life a certain way. They're a bit softer than the old school. It's down you to... Know how? Tell me. <laughs> One is the standards that they set. Two is you're replaceable because mm. if you're not going to do it, I've got, look at the amount of players I've got who could step in your position. And three, they're well paid to do it. So when you, when you bake that into a cake, it's a beautiful cake. Mm -hmm. You know, the standards that you set as a, as a manager, as a football club, uh, have to be there. We've... That's why we're spoiled. We know what it is. And that's why we get frustrated. We know what Arsenal need. We know what we want to see on the pitch. And when we don't see it, especially last season, some of those games at home. I mean, the Aston Villa game, I, I particularly remember coming on. Yeah, it was And it was, it was embarrassing, so. And the Wolves game. And the burn. And the last, the last, the last minute with the Vardy. Come, yeah, yeah, but uh, that, that Aston Villa. And, and do you remember I said... You could see the team shocked Arteta that day. You could see it in his face. He was shocked mm -hmm. because he'd never seen them so inept in his... In... He'd got some responses out of them and there they just capitulated. Mm -hmm. That's why he knows, I've got to rip this up. I've got to change this. This is why I do think it's not just the players, it's also the manager and how he manages. And I think Arteta's learned a lot from Pep about character and personality. And that's how we, we started off the conversation a little bit too, is that having the right characters and personalities. We haven't, what are you gonna, what are you gonna win with Kolasinac in the team and Mustafi? I mean, I'm not, I'm no disrespect to Mustafi. I thought he was a jokester when I saw him in LA. 
I'm like, what? No, it doesn't surprise me he makes mistakes off the pitch. Look how he's acting. He's acting like a child here. And but, that but might again, sound the harsh. standard. Because you're, you're talking about the standard, aren't you? Yes. The standard. It's all right to, to laugh and joke after I've done my work. No problem. <laughs> but that's why I think to myself, look at um, Claudio Ranieri, okay? He got something out of that Leicester team that season. He made them believe in something. Yes, they had some great players in Mares and Vardy. You know, Wes Morgan was a beast at that time at the back. You know, they had Albrighton was this rejuvenate. How does Albrighton, I mean, he's a Premier League winner now. How does Sophie, he get? Sophie, what was that team? What was the key part of that team? Well, it was Vardy up front, but it was... No, it was what was a, the key part of that team? They were the glory F boys, Maris and Vardy. Yeah. The key, the well, the key grafters, part... The grafters. The key part was... The midfield. Exactly, yeah, Kante and, the, and Drinkwater. Yeah, absolutely, the midfield, yeah. Them two as a tandem. Kante was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Drinkwater was that solid... It, it pops out, I crash it. Mm -hmm. that, and that's what that, they played on that. They had Wes Morgan and Hoof at the back, solid, not wanting to come out. They weren't too fancy. They had two fullbacks who were, who were decent, but they mm -hmm. just sat there and said, yep. right, come and attack us because we know we've got the ability to catch you on the break. And that's what they've done to so many teams. Mm -hmm. And we've done the double over themselves. We did. We always had their number. But our problem was we weren't good on the transition against oh, everybody else. You just made me remember the Welbeck goal. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. So, I, I believed then. I thought. I, I believed it. We all did. Yeah. yeah. And there again, Kev, it's there for the taking. We had it. The most euphoric goal I can remember in years at the Emirates. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was sensational. And we couldn't close the deal. We couldn't. And, and why is why we couldn't close it is because we weren't good enough. Yeah. And you know what? If Claudio Ranieri can do it with the Leicester players that he had, um, there's no reason why we can't. And you're 100% correct in, the, in terms of the midfield. We've been screaming about it on this show for a long time too. Get that midfield right. You've got your engine. You get Ben White at the back. You know, you've got solid defense. A right back, I think, is still important. You need the right-hand version of Tierney on the left. And I know that you've said that Ben White will improve whoever is playing on that right side just because of him being present and how he there. plays. He's quick. He can cover the fullback. Yeah. Because if you remember, do you remember the Jack, what Jack Grealish done to Bellerin? Because, <laughs> again... Holding had to look, he's, he's, he's thinking about Ollie Watkins. Mm -hmm. So Grealish is one-on-one -on -one with Bellerin. He just, he, he, we just, on the day, I, I, I don't like saying it, we got bullied at home. Yeah. It shouldn't happen. Look, even with the great Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls, it took getting um, Pippin. Dennis Pitt, Rodman rebounding. Well, Pippin first, Pippin yeah. first, mm -hmm. and... Um, Steve Kerr through shooting those threes. All, 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 all those, all those periphery guys mm -hmm. with him mm -hmm. to get them over the line. Then once they got over the line, then obviously down the line you could add the Rodman because you know what, the tandems work. 
and then you add somebody, we need a rebounder. Who do you get? You get one of the best rebounders of, of all time, Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, and I, I tell you, a few people have put this in here. I'd take Trippier, but he wants to go to Man United. I would take Trippier in a heartbeat. I don't oh, care he's a, who he's, he's a Manchester lad, isn't he? He's a Manchester yeah, boy. It's so. not, not going to happen. But I, that would be for me, like, let's make, let's make it happen, you know? Let's and he's learned the dark arts. Yeah. Under <laughs> uh, uh, Simeone. And he's just won a title in Spain. There ain't many yeah. young players like him yeah. who've gone, up, gone abroad and, and been successful. He's been successful in his, his first season. Which, exactly. is, which is great. Exactly. All right, you guys. Um, don't forget, ending tomorrow is the Thierry Henry signed Arsenal shirt framed. Um, there's a nice montage in the background. Get your ticket. Um, you could be a winner and have the king on your wall morning, noon and night. Go to footballprizes.co.uk and get your ticket for Thierry Henry. You're not going to want to miss out on that one. Um, super Kev, I really enjoyed our spontaneous football conversation and I hope it sparks a lot of, uh, comments on the YouTube channel. And when we get them, I think this will be a good follow-up show that we, uh, we do with everybody. Definitely. You know, I, I just think uh, as Arsenal fans and because we couldn't have the round table, mm -hmm. this was just something I, I was thinking about this for the last few days. And I thought if I get a chance to speak about this. Let's lay it out on the table because you know what? We deserve we we deserve to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. Everybody does, whether you agree with it or not. But the, 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 the truth of the matter is we haven't been the same. Arsenal haven't been the same team or same club. And we need to get that that difficult to beat back into us. If we get that difficult to beat back into us. We're going to be more than okay moving forward. I know I said last season that, you know, the the, the league starts in August, not January, because everyone kept sending me the form table from February onwards especially. But there's a relevance to that because if that Arsenal can continue and evolve, like you look at United, there's a reason why United have progressed a little under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, even though sometimes people think he's tactically inept, Kev. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, They've upgraded every transfer window. Bruno Fernandes was the one that changed everything for them. Mm -hmm. Without that signing, I don't know where, where, where Man United would have been last Probably season. wouldn't be in a job, probably. Probably not. And you know what? I don't care if he scored a ton of penalties or whatever. He changed that team. That is a fact. He, he, do you know what he does? He makes sure their attack asks questions of the defence. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. what you need. That's what you need. You need players who are going to ask questions of a defense. And the more questions you ask is the more chances you're going to get. Exactly. And like you said, Kev, that midfield improved with him, with ball retention, you know, and his shithousery. He's oh, yeah. a lovely, he is. I mean, if he doesn't play for you, I think you want, kind of want to punch him. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he, listen, he's, he's, he's falling over. He's doing all sorts, isn't he? But one oh, thing God. he is, he's a quality player. <laughs> he is. He is. All right. Well, um, Kev, you are off until next week. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, my dear. And uh, I, I truly hope you have a fantastic show tomorrow. 
Yes. Um, I've, I've obviously got um, a function on. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to see you squaddies until next week. Well, you have the last word, Mr. Kevin Campbell. Squaddies, thank you for, for joining us tonight. And please, make sure you hit that like button, because I know you're not spuds. So hit the like button. We need at least 200 now, because how many is in chat, so? There's... Well, um, there were 600 at one point, so we well, need at we least need, three. We need 300. We need yeah. at least 300, right? Yeah. I'm not going to accept 250. I'm going to. I want 300 minimum. So come on, squaddies, and listen. You look after yourselves. Take care, and at ease.